0: Welcome to Revved Up for Sunday, everyone. We are the clergy of St. Mark's Episcopal Church. I'm Elizabeth Garnsey.
1: And I'm Peter Walsh.
0: And we are also John Kennedy, who's not here today. Uh, He is off on his honeymoon, so I hope he's having a great time. And we're here to um, turn our attention to the parables of Matthew, Matthew 13. This is the parable of the sower, and it's the first in a list of seven parables in this one chapter. So we'll see if it unlocks any clues for what Jesus meant by using parables. Let's read the text. This is Matthew 13, 1 through 9, and verses 18 to 23. Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there, While the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, This is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while, and when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. Who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold; in another 60 and in another 30 The gospel of the Lord
1: Thanks be to God So uh, the parable of the sower When we were thinking about this I thought oh, I don't want to do the parable of the sower I don't like the parable of the sower <laughs> And I think that the parable of the sower uh, Has two issues for us when we take a look at it. the first is our familiarity with it is so great mm-hmm. That it's hard for it not to say oh yeah I've been there done that The second thing Is that Jesus? This is like Jesus does the teaching and then he preaches about it. So, where's a preacher going to go? Because now you're preaching about Mm Jesus' sermon already. But uh, by digging into this a little bit more in preparation for our conversation, I've awakened to the fact that the parable sower is actually kind of cool in the way that Mm -hmm. perhaps I didn't before. And just to set the context here for everybody out in TV land, uh, which is to say that. We're talking about the mystery of uh, rejection and acceptance Mm -hmm. of the word. And then just to situate this in uh, the different situations in which the gospel, the word has life. The first is in Jesus's life where, I mean, this is certainly a parable that Jesus lived and not only taught. So Mm -hmm. he had acceptance and rejection, rejection and acceptance. really Three of the courses. And then uh, in Matthew's community, where they're having a intra- uh, Jewish a dialogue where there is rejection happening, mm-hmm. uh, something you've been quite articulate about in the past. The third is in the gospel narrative itself, where chapters 11 and 12 are rejection narratives. And at the end of chapter 13, where we are now at the beginning, he's going to get rejected from his hometown. Uh, and the fourth uh, spot is just the the church nowadays, as we read it in a different context, which is undergoing enormous rejection, as the right. church shrinks across uh, countries and globes, and then, and then the, the last, the fifth one is the the evangelist or preacher person, right, who mm-hmm. pours their soul into their sermon <laughs> and it bears little fruit. Uh, you know, falls on the, deaf yeah. ears, or they don't have the gift, or 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 or. So, yeah. I mean, this is a this is really an incredible piece of. Parabolic literature, life through time, yeah. it's still super meaningful.
0: Right, right. It's kind of like the key. I think Jesus is setting this up, setting his disciples up to, um, you know, here's your sort of uh, baseline place for hearing other parables in this light. Right. You know, and yeah. and then he conti- he goes on to unfold all these different parables. You know, six more parables mm-hmm. in this this one chapter about the kingdom of God, and he's comparing the kingdom of God to like a mustard seed or, you know, different things. And he's giving them um, kind of a key hermeneutic to to hear all the other ones. And he's like, you know, some people will have the ears to hear and some people won't. Some people hear it for a minute, but they'll get easily swept aside or they'll get overwhelmed or, you know, um, but just keep... Sowing the seeds.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's super reality based. I mean, anybody who has anything to do with this sort of work in the world goes, oh, I get it. I recognize
0: it. Right. It's like the reality check parable. Yeah.
1: I mean, I, I noticed that even when. I sometimes, as you know, in the morning, I try to sit outside or sit in another place besides my office to do work, and I watch the people of our town walk by, and every once in a while I see somebody who used to come to church a lot, and <laughs> I haven't seen him for a while, and they drive right. by, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, and there's right. the parable of the sower. Oh, uh, yeah. Though, I, though I do want to say there that going to church is not the same thing as, as following right. the word or and following fruit. Jesus and bearing fruit and all right. that. I don't want to say that. But, but
0: you know. I hear you. It's more like how you feel like, oh, my gosh, I must be, you know... Saying all the wrong things. Oh, yeah, yeah, or something super like loser that.
1: preacher, man. Right. I wouldn't even include you in that one. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. um,
0: well, you're reminding me of this guy, David McCracken, who talks about the scandal. He wrote a book called The Scandal of the Gospels. Do you know yeah, about him? Yeah. He wrote Par- parables don't contain knowledge, they can't be understood as we understand a moral tale or an argument or a statement. But parables precipitate internal action, forcing the reader or hearer to a crisis or a collision that requires a movement. So he talks about, like, in the, in the New Testament and the way Soren Kierkegaard said it's an either-or. You know, Jesus, you're either going to hear it and act on it, or you're going to not hear it and continue to live live out the lie, as he says. But, um, or you're going to be transformed, you know. So parables are so... um convicting i think that uh jesus is is saying not everyone is ready for for a parable in its raw form and um but they they make you act like you can't you have to engage with the parable to get anywhere with it and they uh, so many of them just leave us scratching our heads Um, and i think that that's part of the point uh, yeah,
1: I mean, th- thank you for that. And, and parables are obviously trying to describe the indescribable. I
0: mean, yeah.
1: I mean, this is probably the only parable, one of the few parables that doesn't Maybe begin with the kingdom of God. Right. Uh, and so we're talking about Jesus is talking about something that's really difficult to describe, and he's describing it obviously through, often through. Uh, nature or community kinds of um, metaphors and similes. And then now we get an allegorical response to that. But I think that it's, as you said, it's to, it's to get us thinking. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, but in this one, unlike so many others, I mean, he really lays out the answer for us. Right. And, and it's a kind of funny answer, not funny. It's a thought provoking answer in of itself. It says, you know, that when we get the, the path, the hardened one, the evil one, you know, just takes it away. The, 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 the word lands. The teaching lands, but it doesn't. It doesn't stay. Right, mm-hmm. zooms. It's, it's kind of gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the second one, um, we get. Uh, we get. It's basically personal. Personal shallowness.
0: Mm-hmm. They,
1: that's that's right. why it doesn't work. The, the person has no root in themselves. Kind of thing. And then the mm-hmm. third. And so that's a, you know, that's an inner thing. And then the, the next one is an outer thing. Worldly cares takes it away. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, he he kind of lays it out. Right. And Mm -hmm. it is interesting if you look at your own life or your own life in the past or your own life now or the people that are in our care, you know, wondering Mm – where yeah. are where are we with all this? But the, but it does raise the question: Is this a kind of spiritual Myers Briggs where we're supposed to find ourselves in here or not? Yeah. I mean, you think yeah. this is a personality profile? I mean, I
0: think it's all the things. I think you know, as parables go, they're read in all the different ways that meet us wherever we are, and mm, we we yeah, know you know we identify ourselves. Um, Barbara Brown Taylor writes a lot about this parable and said um, she. She has, you know, she defaults to reading it with this kind of self-recrimination of, you know, get my soil right. I've got to cultivate the best soil so that I can receive God's word and everything. Um, And then she stopped and said, what if it's just a parable about God and it's just about his extravagance and, you know, not to even worry about the ground that it's falling on. And
1: I, you know that's a good call I mean, we were talking with Rob behind the behind the camera here about exegesis and eisegesis here I think it's eisegesis to say that the purpose of this parable is for us to fix our soil right I don't think it's about that at all I think it's about the kingdom of God and the reality of how that 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 mm-hmm. word lands on in people's hearts because we we get in in that uh, in the, one of the explanations that about the heart. Um, you see here, it says, um, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. Yeah. So the landing spot here is the, in, is Jesus, nice. you know, does it is in the heart.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, you know, we we all pass through all these places. I mean, we're always sure. somewhere on this, this field. We're either rocky or full of thorns, or we're taken away by the lure of wealth or cares of the world. I mean, who hasn't passed through these stages of life, and they're not sequential they're just always tumbling around inside me anyway you know I mean there are many things I can't hear until later or or you know I'm going through something and I'm absolutely sure that I know what's right and wrong and sometimes I'll be arrested with someone having said just the right thing and I'm like oh my gosh that's that's right <laughs> and I'm wrong you know and it breaks us open I think so it's, it's yeah. Yeah, it's, Breaking Open the
1: Word. There was a book, I think, it's just en- reality, entitled like Breaking Open the Word uh-huh. uh, that dates back to my seminary days. But I think you're right about that. It's interesting about we're in more than one place on here. And so maybe we take uh, St. Peter, uh, it, who becomes obviously very fruitful, but he also was the mm-hmm. one that rejected... Uh, Jesus, too. So, I mean, you can see, depending if you want to do that. Mm -hmm. Though I don't actually think that that was why... I don't think that's what Matthew had in mind when he collected the sayings of Jesus and put them in order. I think that for Matthew... This was really the question of the Jewish Christians versus the, the synagogue across the street. Mm-hmm. And and that part of what we've left out here is that the middle passage, which our lectionary doesn't bring, has the line, you know, to you has been seen, the, to you has given the secrets of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Prophets, prophets and sages, you know, desired to hear this. And then that the quotation mm-hmm. from Isaiah, right. which is six times in the New Testament of trying to... And interpreted always about the Jewish rejection of Jesus as Messiah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this is, as you said, this is this is a season, This is um, a parable for all seasons and yeah. all situations. Right?
0: Yeah. For people listening, that that quote from Isaiah is the the prophet telling the people, "You have you've been given to hear, but you cannot hear. You've been." given something to see but you cannot see or something yeah like that. yeah the, isaiah six it,
1: isaiah's call the call of isaiah yeah. which is followed. i'm sending you out to, to, to harden their hearts which is which uh-huh. you know is an ironic
0: call yeah. for a prophet Let's and here in matthew say he says these people have fulfilled the prophecy from isaiah you right, know right and so that he's giving his disciples the the reality that everything they sow in the world is not going to be well received or rightly received
1: yeah and it's yes right yes period uh, uh, and interesting for it's hard to overstate how important understanding is for Matthew and he yeah. we hear that in the scriptures here. So we're really talking about understanding without understanding this ain't happening right But understanding like faith is a gift mm-hmm. and uh, and so not everybody understands right. Or the you know the, the understanding doesn't take root, doesn't mm-hmm. become part of you know the existential root, and doesn't lead to action. Mm-hmm. And that action we're also told needs you know perseverance and endurance, and mm-hmm. because you know because it's rough out there in the field. Yeah, you know? right.
0: Yeah, um, right. I think you're right about Matthew that the the purpose of this story is really a, an encouragement to the community to keep going and to to be like like God God the Sower, you know, who just throws the seed everywhere and you know in this in this and that they should do the same and we don't stop doing the work just because we think the pack, path is too rocky or too full of thorns yeah, it's
1: interesting because you know that's this is a yin and a yang so you've just held up that you got to keep throwing the seed even if it's not going so well and then you know, uh, I was about to say just the opposite, which is there's <laughs> almost nearly a, a sectarian thing happening here, uh-huh. because in the early going we have the seed throwing. It's it's seeds. It's not seed. It's right, seeds, seeds here, and so it's liberally lo- tossed. Mm-hmm. And then when we we move from which, uh, which starts you know, listen, listen that 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 broke. That's on each end of the that that word to listen begins and ends the parable proper and then when we move to the explanation of the parable it begins with here mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the movement is you know through this secret thing now hear this you guys have the secret you guys have the secret or, and um, and that and, and so it does create difference here mm-hmm. a, a, a one over the other there mm-hmm. is there is bolstering Matthew's bolstering his team yeah
0: well, and, and, and as we've said before, this community is really under duress to, to just survive and exist and emerge as a coherent, cohesive So who, do you, think, who do you
1: think the sower is?
0: I like, I like Barbara Brown Taylor's reading. I think, this is a, I think the sower is, is God or the ones doing God's work, you know, that, that Jesus is also the sower. And he, I mean, who, who ultimately spends so much for so little in his lifetime? You know, I mean, he never lived to see the fruits of his extravagant labor and all this teaching, you know, dies at age 33, a wrongful death, 11 friends at his, you know, there or not, or they run away. And I mean, the fruit isn't born until the resurrection, until the community emerges and continues the work. Yeah, I mean, maybe
1: the radical thing about this, about the the parable, is not that three of the four examples are about rejection, but that one of them is about acceptance, mm-hmm. and then you get the you get the miraculous yeah. yield, and just uh, again, uh, and with this would be hard to know if you didn't read about it, but in the yielding, a sevenfold yield was a good year for a farmer, a tenfold uh, was uh, you know. a true oh, abundance, wow. uh-huh. and a hundredfold you could retire. And the, the commentator I read said you could retire in a villa on the Sea of Galilee, <laughs> which funny. I really loved. Uh, it, actually, some people are still trying to retire on the Sea of Galilee uh, in the town of Tiberias, but that's also another topic. But that, <laughs> that can we believe in the miraculous yield, or how is the miraculous yield? Mm-hmm. I would say there's no doubt at all in our, in our line of work that we see the miraculous yield mm-hmm. of the word in people's lives, and the the transformation that happens in people's lives. Mm-hmm. But we also see the kind of uggness of things, yeah. too. Right? Mm-hmm. We, I mean, both these things. is what I, why I like this. It's super reality. It right. does bring incredible yields. Mm-hmm. And it also has like, oh,
0: man. Right. Yeah. Well, some somewhere I read that the the practice at this time in ancient agriculture was to sow the seed and then plow it. Right, in. right. And, and so the focus here is on merely the sowing, you know, scattering the seeds everywhere. And so the work is really to scatter the seeds, not to worry about the outcome.
1: That's hey. funny, because I was gonna say the focus here <laughs> is on the soil. Uh, this is a parable of the four soils. Uh, I mean, we can't call it the parable of the four soils because Jesus told us the name, the right. parable of the sower. Right. It's the one or, name he, one the one he, name he name. gave. Yeah, I mean, so you can't do that. I know. Uh, and there's also the, the, the parable of the hundredfold harvest, but uh this is not what Jesus said. You can't you can't change the name Jesus' parable. Hey right. Lord, I got another idea here.
0: That's right. That's funny. Well, it's good. You know, I love hearing your perspective, but say more like, why is the focus on the soil just because,
1: well, the the sower remains the same throughout the whole, the sower doesn't change and the seed never changes. The seed Mm. is the teaching about the Mm. kingdom. And then the seed actually not only becomes that, but Mm -hmm. you could say that the seed becomes the people germinating in their life. But the only thing that's different here is the soil. Um, and, uh, so the, the sower and the seed remain the same, Mm -hmm. except the seed for some people does, he does evolve. But so that's why I would say it's really about the soils because that's the, that's the
0: variable. Well, he does break it down, so to speak. Um, but I think that, um, he's, you know, as in terms of the disciples hearing, for me, given what we have studied about the community of Matthew, I feel like the encouragement he's offering here is to release them from worry about the outcome.
1: Okay, and so I think that if anybody is watching this podcast who wears one of these or in the same kind of business, even if you don't wear one of these, we too ought to be released somewhat from the outcome, yeah. right? We worry mm-hmm. about, uh, we worry about all kinds of things of church because that's mm-hmm. kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. But that part of what we always need to be reminded is that mm-hmm. that it's that what we're doing is is a kingdom thing that we have no control over and the best thing we can do is the best thing we can do right and what we and what how it lands is you know that's not that's not our business and also
0: what is it we're sowing i feel like you know we're sowing seeds whether we like it or not and are they good seeds or bad seeds so you know we can't worry about the soil but we can worry about the seeds yeah whether because everything that falls in soil that will grow something the seed better be worthwhile you know and and we don't want to be sowing thorns and things like that or poison, oh, interesting. Oh, poison yeah, ivy, yeah. you know. Yeah. But I think that our, you know, for our job is to, to worry about sowing seeds, um, we have to know, we have to focus more on what it is we're sowing because yeah. our lives are always putting stuff out there, messages and, you know, yeah. actions. And if they're not going to bring something life-giving, then I think, you know... Yeah. That's more kind of something to stay awake at night about.
1: Yeah, a lot of stuff one could stay awake at night about, <laughs> or does. Um, I, You know, I think that the, thank you for that. The, the, the question here is uh, that I think that what Jesus is saying, if we assume that all the parables are about the kingdom of God and that most of them begin the kingdom of God is like, so this is a little bit like the kingdom of God is like a sower who sows. Mm -hmm. And, and so that is the kingdom we're, Mm -hmm. we're sowing away and the kingdom of God, uh, it it acknowledges the reality of, of the, of that the kingdom of God doesn't bust in and take over, Mm -hmm. right? What Mm -hmm. Jesus, this, the parables are about that Jesus that the kingdom came in in Jesus, and it right. began in the present, but it was never. It, it's not in any full consummation. That's that's for another time. And the parables do get to the question of consummation, but right here at the beginning of the parable section, we are just getting mm-hmm. the heaving of the seed.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And
1: and then some of this is going to work, and some of it's not going to work.
0: Right, right. And like so many of the parables, um, it's about the extravagance of God and Amen. and the grace of God and um, my my. Temp- Dean of Ber- Berkeley when I was at YDS, Fred Borsch, um, he wrote Many Things in Parables, a book about the parables, right. and oh, he, right. he calls this one Waste and Grace. I think that's oh, a great good. title for this yeah. one. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, do you have a, do you have a last word for oh, us today? I just today hope or? that our, your time Given with so us many many is
1: words. not a waste and that it is a grace, uh, and i <laughs> uh, super grateful uh, that, um, that the parable of the sower continues to be a lively word.
0: Amen. See you soon. Please uh, like, subscribe, and share this podcast, and we'll see you in church.